Well, hey friends, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week. And in this week's podcast episode, I'm going to be talking about the fact that you can always begin again or ways to deal with uh, curveballs in your business. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey everyone, uh, it's nice to be back with a few podcast episodes uh, for you. Um, today's episode is going to be a little bit of a mini-sode, so uh, it's sort of a standalone podcast episode. Those of you who have been on the little podcast train with me for a while know that normally I do sort of mini-series of, of episodes, like I'll do a series of episodes on uh, building your private practice or a series of episodes on taking your business online, that kind of thing. Uh, this one's going to be a little bit of a standalone episode, and it's just talking about you know, planning for your business, planning your year, all that kind of good stuff. So I hope everyone has been keeping safe and well with these strange times. I'm sure we're all a little tired of talking about it, but the reality is it has really, you know, uh, had an effect on us both in our personal lives and in our business lives, you know. And I know as I record this, and I'm recording it in early March of 2021, I know that each of you is in a different position in terms of how the last year has affected your business. Now, some of you are open for full service, very little changes, maybe just some slight modifications for safety reasons. Um, some of you shifted to a fully online model. And so, you know, um, in terms of safety stuff, there's no nothing new there, but having a fully online model is certainly new to you. And others are heavily restricted, you know. You're, you're trying to conduct your business as usual, but, you know, huge restrictions. Maybe you can't uh, work right now and you're just waiting for restrictions to be lifted. So there's lots of different situations that you're all in. And I just want to say that I 100% acknowledge that and I understand that. Um, however, it's hard for me as a business owner and a podcaster who focuses on helping health and wellness business owners like yourself, you know, to, and I can't be everything to any to everything to everyone is what I'm trying to say here. While I wish my content was the perfect thing for everyone at every time and every point in their business, every point in this pandemic, the reality is, you know, that's just not something that I can do. It wasn't realistic prior to the pandemic and it isn't realistic now. So here's my point. This podcast episode is going to be on the theme of you can always begin again. That is, no matter what has happened over the last year, you can always work towards your goals in your business and yes, in your life too, because business and life are not so different. There are There is a lot of intrinsic linking of the things, you know. We're going to be talking about planning and dreaming and focusing on what's truly important and trying to ignore the rest of the stuff. If that topic is not something that you are interested in right now, it is not something that you feel ready to even think about for whatever reason, feel free to click off. I, I get it. You know, I've got lots of podcast episodes in the archives or if you don't want to listen to business stuff, you know, I then, hey, like, go find your favorite true crime podcast or something else. You know, that's, I totally get it. I'm no, no offense taken, really. Um, but if you're good to talk about moving your business forward and planning and dreaming and seeing what you can do with those curveballs we've all been thrown, well, let's chat. Let's, let's dive into this episode. 
So first up, why am I doing this episode now and not in January? Because it's probably what some of you are thinking, like, hey, um, it's March. Why are we talking about this now? Isn't the new year when we normally talk about, you know, planning the year and manifesting and dreaming and all those things, New Year's resolutions? Well, first, January was a hard month for both me and a lot of the world, you know. I'd honestly planned to do the episode and get it out by mid-January, but I just, I couldn't, you know. I had a lot of things going on. And while I love this podcast and I love all of you and I love to hear from you genuinely, I really do mean that. I hope you understand. I had to be realistic. I had to focus on other things going on in my life and my business. I had, you know, some big client projects at that time. And some things have to take a back seat. And for me, that was my podcast schedule. Um, yeah, we also had a lot of lockdown going on in my city. And uh, we're still in a form of lockdown right now. So it's a lot to deal with. Um, but second, and probably more importantly, calendars are arbitrary. We all need to acknowledge that. We all need to remember that. So if you ever find yourself getting stuck saying, oh, well, you know, it's March, April, May, whatever month, and saying, you know, well, I can't, I can't do these things. You know, the time has passed. Oh, well, chances are the time hasn't passed. Calendars are very arbitrary. Just because we can, we say the January 1st is the beginning of a new year. That's just something we as humans have agreed upon, you know, um, You can start again any day. It doesn't matter what day it is. You can make changes or start a new project or do a big refresh any time. Like some people do it in the spring because that feels like a time to do it, you know? Like the the trees are getting buds and the flowers are growing. You know, you you guys all know spring. I don't need to explain to you what spring is. You know, it's but it's a time of renewal. So a lot of people start new projects or new new uh, avenues of their business or new goals or whatever then. You know, some people do it in the fall after they've taken the summer off to get some rest so that they can sort of end the year on a big bang. Um And also, uh, probably due to childhood habits, we all kind of feel like, or at least a lot of us in North America, especially in in Europe, uh, kind of feel like fall is a time to do those kinds of things because of habits we learned when we were in school, right? So yeah, we're in March, but the point I'm trying to make is who cares? (laughs) If you listen to this right as I release it or in July or in December, it doesn't really matter. You can apply all these things to your business no matter when you hear this. So let's get into it. I've broken it down into three tips for you or big things to think about in order to grow your business this year, no matter what growth looks like for you. Now, this is not going to be an action item list. And the reason why is because I don't know what your personal goals are. Maybe your goal is to grow your business to a certain place. Maybe your goal is to get your website done. Maybe your goal is to move your business to a new city. Who knows? You, you know, you all have different goals, but more, this is like a bigger picture advice I have for you as someone who's been through all this and is going through some big changes right now. Um, I'll just, I'll mention it. Um, my husband and I are currently moving halfway across the country and it's going to be, a, a quite a journey. So that's part of the reason podcast episodes have been a little bit more sparse this year. I do have some more coming for you, but we'll we'll cover that at the end of this episode, all right? Let's just, uh, let's keep going on here. So yeah, you know, growth. How do you define growth for yourself? Well, 
that's really what I want to emphasize is growth has to be what you think growth is. Your goals have to be for you. That is big tip or big category number one. That means you need to ignore all the other influences out there as much as you possibly can. Maybe you have a colleague, a friend, a brother, a sister, whoever, who wants to run a huge clinic and they're frustrated with COVID and they're frustrated with it. They can't get that big clinic going because of, you know, whatever factors are going on, landlord issues and whatever. Or maybe your partner is really focused on having a six-figure career and that is like the goalpost for them is the six-figure career. Or maybe your social media friends are always talking about hustling to get, you know, 10,000 followers or about their investment portfolio or whatever they're talking about, you know. If your dreams match those things, one or more, that is fine. You do you, go for your goals. But if they don't, why define your goals based on someone else's? You have to go with what makes you happy and what you actually want for your business, not someone else. If that is working as a solo practitioner in a small home-based practice you run, um, you know, from your house and on your breaks you go hang out with your dog or your kids or your partner or whoever, that's an awesome goal. Go for it, you know. It doesn't have to be something that's impressive that you can put on social media and everybody would go, oh, wow, that's amazing, six figures. You know, I keep using the six figure as an example because society has kind of pushed us in that direction, that that's a really important thing. But if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I don't actually think that's all that important. The most important thing is your own happiness. The most important thing is having a business that you are comfortable with, that you are overjoyed to have, right? Or maybe your goal is you want to have a completely online health coaching practice. You want to shift away from seeing people in person because of the way things have happened over the last year. It's something that you just, that's your, that's your new dream. That's something that you would love to do. You love the idea of being able to work from anywhere. And as long as you've got good internet access, you could move anywhere too. You could live in a small house on the countryside. You could live in another country, whatever, you know. It doesn't have to be some grand plan that will give you on some Fortune 500 list or impress all, you know, social media followers or get people talking about you in the newspaper. Those, that's just not important at all. It just has to be important to you, right? And if your dream or goal has changed with the pandemic, well, that is fine. That's totally fine. We'll come back to that in a moment, by the way. So that's tip number one, is just make sure the goal that you are looking at is right for you, not someone else. Yes, you know, you obviously have to think about your partner and your kids and other people in your life that um, have to share your, your, your choices, basically. Um, but you don't have to think about, you know, social media people and, and you know, uh, your best friend. It's, it's great that if your best friend has a big goal, but if you don't want that goal, that's fine, you know, be happy for them and look at your own stuff. Category number two or tip number two is set small wins for yourself every day or week or month. And this is the thing I think people skip over the absolute most. This is the thing I think a lot of the uh, people, I was going to say gurus, but I really don't like that word. The people out there who are, you know, uh, talking about how to, uh, you know, get, get richer, you know, how to, how to build a strong business, you know, they often forget this step. But it's so helpful when you're trying to reach whatever your goals are, 
it's really, really not a good idea to skip over this. So let's say your goal is the example I just gave. You want to move to a small town and have a stable, completely online health practice, right? That's what, that's what you want. If you just say, my goal, move to small town by the end of 2022 and have full online practice, that's going to feel very stressful because you haven't written at all how you're actually going to get there. You just said, that's my goal. That's my dream. There's a million steps you're going to have to take in order to get there. And it's fine to put that down as like ultimate dream, this ultimate dream, live in, live in a hot country, a hot, beautiful country while I work online. Dream, buy a house in my old hometown. Dream, open big clinic if that's what you want. Dream, you know, whatever. It's okay to have that huge dream. But you have to set small, achievable goals for yourself to get there. And that's going to make it feel doable and not just this pie-in-the-sky dream, right? So for example, setting a goal of getting your new website launched so you can book your online clients. And then you can break that goal into even smaller ones, like getting your uh, getting your content written or find a web designer to do it for you, etc. So that can be sort of an earlier step is to build up a clientele so that you are ready to move. You have the money, right? Or a smaller step could be getting online booking software that is appropriate to doing, you know, online coaching setup. Or it could be talking to a friend who lives in that small town or city or wherever it is you want to move um, and getting their advice on, you know, what it's like there and if it's really a good idea or not. Because sometimes we think something would be beautiful and wonderful. And then when we find out the reality, we're like, oh, I don't know if I want that or not, right? There's many, many smaller steps you can take. That is my point here. You don't have to do them all at once. And in fact, there is absolutely no way you could do everything all at once, right? Why do you think so many people make heavy use of project management software? It's so we can track all these things, so we can get it all done, so we can actually achieve the goal that we've set out to achieve. And while we're on this topic of small steps, let me circle back to this idea of a word of the year, okay? So a lot of you who've been around the podcast for a while know the word of the year concept. But for anyone who's new to it or just wants a refresher, it's the idea that you're setting a word that sets your intention for the year. Something important to you aside from, you know, like life goals or financial goals or whatever, right? So for example, your word of the year might be joy. If you felt like you're lacking in joy in your life, you know, you're getting bogged down with everything going on in the world and you want to take steps back for yourself to feel more joy. Even just like half an hour a day to like read a book and have a cup of tea. So you, you know, because that's something you love to do. That kind of thing, you know, you want to focus on joy in your life. Or speaking of the word focus, maybe your word is focus. Maybe you've had a hard year and you felt all over the place and you feel like you just need to hone in on what's important to you and start to get some things done, right? Now that we're a year into this and things are starting to feel a little bit more, I don't know if stable's the right word, but it's become a bit more normal. We're now a little bit more used to things. Maybe now you're like, okay, I'm ready to move things forward. So you, you decide the word for you is focus, right? So I encourage you to think about a word of the year. It doesn't have to be either of those words. It can be literally any word. Um, and I'm going to put some resources in the show notes that I think might help you with this whole word of the year concept. So you can find something that works for you. 
But as well, and here's the thing I really want to talk about when it comes to setting small goals, because that's what we're really talking about here. Word of the year doesn't have to be for the entire year. You can set something as the overarching theme, and then you can set little words for each week or each month. So what do you want to focus on this month? Or, you know, maybe this month your your word is uh, breathe because you've just found that you're just rushing to and from everything in order to try to get it all done. You don't take time out to breathe. <laughs> How many of us do that, right? But yeah, what can you do to be at your best? What will help you make steps towards those bigger goals, even with everything else going on in your life, you know, even with everything else you need to fit into your schedule? And that actually brings me to number three, which is this. So the third thing or the third piece of advice I have for you is revisit your goals often and change them when it feels right to do so. That's the thing about goals, right? They change, especially with the last year that's happened to us all. I know I keep bringing this up, but it's the truth. In fact, it's healthy if your goals change as your life changes, right? What you want at one age or life stage or moment in time can be completely different from another time in your life. And that is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And yes, with the pandemic, this has become even more true for a lot of people. Many things have changed and we need to change our goals to fit these things. And that is fine. So say, for example, at the beginning of January of last year, January 2020, before the poop hit the fan for, for most of us, Depends where your location is, but yeah. Your goal was open a big yoga and massage studio in your city or in the next city over or wherever it might be. That was your dream. That was something that you were so excited to do. You'd thought about it for 10 years or whatever. And, you know, it's something that you just love. Such an awesome idea. And it is still an awesome idea if that's still your goal. But let's say it's a year later. And you're looking at that goal and going, you know, that's not what I want anymore. It might be because your life has changed. It might be because of changes due to the pandemic. It could be lots of different reasons. And not only that, but you've known that for like six months. Last summer, you were thinking about that goal and you were like, I don't think I want that anymore. But you weren't willing to change. You still kept moving towards that goal because it's my goal. It's the thing that I'm trying to reach. It's the thing that I've told everybody is my big goal. You've put so much time and effort into it. You don't want to abandon it. That's my, that's my dream. That's my dream. That's the thing that I have to keep pushing towards. Well, guess what? No, you don't. That's wrong. It's fine to change your goals. It's fine to say, hey, this is not what I want anymore. Even if it means moving away from hard work you did to achieve that goal, that part does suck. I get it. I do. I'll share a personal story in a second about that. Not related to business, but related to personal life, you know. But do remember, you never 100% lose hard work you've put in. Never, never, never. There's always ways that it can benefit you somewhere else. Maybe some research you did benefits someone else. You can share it with them, you know, and hey, community is great, you know. Um, Maybe uh, something that you did to move towards opening that yoga studio can be repurposed in another way, right? Or maybe it's just a learning experience for you. You know, you get more confident with trying to set these big goals and achieve these big goals. 
Maybe a place you looked at but didn't rent will be, you know, a good experience for trying to rent somewhere else instead, right? Maybe money you will lose, unfortunately, on a deposit will come back to you in another way. That sometimes happens too, you know? Uh, smart investing or having an awesome first year in business in your new goal business, you know, that kind of thing. Now, I said a second ago I was going to share a personal story. So when it comes to goal setting, so my husband and I talked almost a year ago now about moving out of Toronto, where we currently live. We were going to move to uh, Guelph, which is about 90 minutes outside the city. And we started putting down some some uh, roots towards that, you know, doing research and, and looking up realtors and just all that stuff towards moving. And then about a month ago, we decided not to move to Guelph. We decided to move back to my home province of Nova Scotia instead. And so, yes, you know, it's frustrating because did a fair bit of work towards moving, you know, to Guelph. And now we're not going to do that anymore. And yet, a lot of that experience we had with putting towards moving to Guelph is not wasted. Because a lot of the research we were doing, you know, about 50% of it was simply on how we were going to sell our current home. We still need to sell the current house. That hasn't changed. We're just not, we're moving to a different city instead, you know? So it's all to say, you know, if, if you are in the position where a big goal, a big expensive goal that you had has to change, whether it's due to the pandemic or due to personal life changes or just because you just want something different now a year later, that is okay. I hear you. That is something I am going through in my personal life right now. And yes, it is okay to get frustrated or upset or even angry about the fact that you have to make this change. I do get it. If you're a sensitive person or tend to focus on how you're feeling, you know, because some people don't, they focus more on like um, achievements and tasks and stuff. And other people are more uh, in their emotions and in their feelings. And that is fine. There is nothing wrong with either of those things. But if you need time to grieve the fact that you're no longer going to reach that goal, that is totally fine. Take the time, you know, uh, take some time for yourself. Think about how this is, you know, how this lost dream is going to affect you. It is okay to do that. And then come back and go, okay, what is it I want to do instead? Or if you already know what it is you want to do instead, focus on how you can get to that new place. But it's okay to take the time to grieve first. That's what I'm trying to say. So, okay, then when we're talking about this whole re-examining your goals idea, you know, like, like I had to do, how often should you be re-examining those goals? Well, here's my advice on this. Um, re-examine them at least every once every six months. That's, that's an absolute bare bones minimum. That's a like, you are not very good at planning and you can't imagine trying to revisit it more often. At least look at your goals once every six months. And what this means, revisiting your goals, doesn't mean reading it on a page going like, you know, move to small town and open online business <laughs> and go, yep, okay, and then walk away. Now, what I mean by revisiting it is really sit down and look at the goal, what steps you've taken to get to that goal, how close you are to achieving it, what additional steps you still need to take. If there's a modification of the goal you need to do, like, Maybe it's kind of been weighing heavy on your heart. You've, you've thought about, 
originally were going to do something else and now you want to do a slight change in that thing, you know, whatever it is. What are the small things you can do to get to your goal and what changes do you need to make is basically what I'm saying. But honestly, I would try to check in at the beginning of every single month to see things are how things are going. And I mean from a mental perspective as well as the to-do list perspective. Does this still fit what I want? But on that topic, yes, you need to make sure you do that heart check-in frequently. Think about why you've set these goals in the first place and what you want. And if something different has come up, and that's 100% okay to completely cross out the goal and replace it with something new, just like my husband and I are doing with the whole moving thing. That's growth. And that's change. And it's not giving up if it's not right for you anymore. That's the take-home message here is don't feel like you are giving up on a goal. Don't feel like you're giving up on a dream. You're just changing it to something that's more suitable for you right now. It's not giving up if it's not the right thing for you anymore. So that's it for this week. Again, those three tips in a broad sense are number one, set the goals for you, not for anyone else, not for social media followers, not for your best friend, not for your mom, no one else but you. Yes, you have to take your family into account, but it should be important to you, okay? Number two, set smaller goals in order to get the bigger one done. You can't simply expect to write down a huge goal and suddenly somehow it's going to manifest itself. You need to think about what the actual steps to get there are going to be and start to slowly but surely get through them. And number three, you need to check in regularly with yourself and make sure that goal still fits you and what you want out of life. So, Next episode is going to be up about a week from now, and I'm going to be talking about social media detoxes, is social media the right thing for you, all that kind of stuff. I have talked about this in the past. However, I've had a request from a few different listeners to talk about this topic, so I'm definitely going to do that. And then in April, at some point, I'm going to be putting out another podcast series. I will let you know what that is very shortly. Um, But overall, that is the schedule. And then beyond that, the podcast will be on another short break. So please be patient with me. Um, This podcast is not going away permanently. I've had a few people ask me like, well, where are the new episodes? The last one was in December. It's just been taking a break because we're, we're moving halfway across the country. So, but yes, there will definitely be more podcast episodes once we've settled into our new house sometime in the summer. I do appreciate you all. Thanks for hanging in there with me. And I'll be back with you with that other episode I just mentioned about social media next week. Hey, well, thank you so much for listening today, everyone. I really appreciate your time and the fact that you decided to join me in listening to this episode. Show notes are now available for podcast episodes and they contain links to helpful resources and other information. So please do head over to happylittlebiz.com and check out the reading link. I've got show notes for individual episodes there as well as articles on other topics for building a happy health or wellness business. Also, if you'd like to learn more about me, my background in healthcare and wellness, as well as, you know, what I'm doing with this current business, my website is the best place to do that. And I've also got links to my social media over there if you'd like to follow me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. And again, my website address is happylittlebiz.com. All the information is there. 
Now, while I got you, I'd like to mention I truly do appreciate it when people leave me a rating and or, depending on what you want to do, review over on iTunes. So if you like this podcast, let me know by doing that. Just look up Life Beyond the Massage Table on iTunes and then click that Ratings and Reviews tab to leave your own rating or review or both. Okay, that's it for this week. I'm sure you have other things to do, so I'll let you get to them. Have a wonderful rest of your day and here's to building a sustainable small health or wellness business all on your own terms. Talk to you soon.